Good evening, my children of the night. Welcome to the Paranormal 60 News, Ghastly Ghosts and Vampires Edition. News Team Assemble! You have got your garlic cloves ready, your crucifix at hand, and a bottle of holy water to drink along with us tonight as we dive into the Paranormal 60 News. I do want to tell everybody before we get started, big news. Episode number four of the best new paranormal TV program out there. At least that's what the kids in my house are telling me. That's right. We've got a brand new episode that airs this Sunday on Travel Channel and on Discovery Plus, Ghosts of Devil's Perch. This week's episode is Shadow of a Doubt. Shadow of a Doubt. And I'll be doing a special uh, recap episode next Tuesday. Cindy Kaza, my special guest. And we've got an interesting piece of evidence that we did not capture. Or I should say we did capture it during the filming, but didn't find out until just now that it exists. So it's a cool piece of evidence we're going to be sharing with you. So make sure you tune in. On Tuesday, we're going to be going to the Fink family's home to help them face a phantom. That's a lot of F sounds right there. And we're going to have a, a great time doing this story, telling the tale. This is a family that was in crisis and dealing with something spiritual in their home. For the first time, we take it out of these major locations and into somebody's home in Butte, Montana. Friends of Chris uh, Fisk are, are historians. So this story becomes very personal. And speaking of personal, it's time to assemble my own Avengers. Ladies and gentlemen, Chachi, Chachi, Chachi. What are you hiding there, Eric? I just saw Holy water. Holy, I like it. Your Jesus yeah. juice. What, what Jesus is this? Up to the label. Let me see what we've got. This is a uh, Glen Livet, a scotch in honor of the uh, passing this week of, of Queen Elizabeth. I thought I'd drink some scotch since that's, right. that's where she passed. Yeah, in Balmoral, right? Balmoral, beautiful place. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm off to Scotland next week. So next Saturday, I leave to the Bonnie Shores of Scotland. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us, and I know it's hard to believe, but he's here. The fourth Beatle has made it back. Our own Ringo star, the paranormal detective himself, Greg Lawson. Hey, Greg. Wow. Hey, you know what uh, said about Ringo and the Beatles, right, Greg? Uh, no. Then we'll just keep going then, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to ruin yeah. your evening. <laughs> that's right. Well, and really? I think Thanks. this is this has definitely got to be our George Harrison, the quiet beetle. The colonel is here right now. Marty Vias. Hello, Marty. Hey, how you doing, Dave? We made it through another week. We did. It's amazing. Another Friday is here. Yes, sir. The time is right for Paranormal 60 in the streets. For and we've got stories to share. That's yes. right. And, we got a lot and... of cool stories. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If, if I could, uh, Please. I don't know if, you're, if you're Paul or John, since we already introduced Ringo and, and George there, I would be happy mm -hmm. to take either. But this is a special episode, Dave. It is. You're right. I, I it's would an be anniversary honest. episode. Please. This is yes, your show. Ladies and gentlemen, time. welcome. Welcome. 
to the 25th edition of Paranormal 60 News. Wow. Can you believe Discovery Plus continues to renew us? It's crazy. Yeah. Unbe- <laughs> we're not uh we're not really what i've been telling my family plus. that yeah I yeah too. we're um we're kind of we're mm. kind of discovery negative we're off oh, off oh. like if here's Ow. discovery plus <laughs> we're about over here it's your other hand there dave yeah that's yeah. that's right but that's, that's how far uh, it is huh? why are we arm is not this? long enough we're doing it because it's brotherhood it's camaraderie oh. it's fun yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Come right. on, Ringo. <laughs> now we know wow. who really broke up the Beatles. It was Ringo. It was Ringo. <laughs> right. Let's uh let's get this show on the road. We've got a lot of stories to cover. And Chachi, you are the first to bring us this week's breaking news. Uh, where are we gonna begin, sir? We are going to Poland, believe it or not. Ooh, all a right. Female vampire skeleton has been unearthed in Poland. Wow, that's a good wow. one right there. Yeah. All right, give me. Uh, wait a minute, now, guys. I will give five imaginary paranormal sixty bucks to the first of you that can buzz in and tell me what movie this is from. Oh. That's still done. Uh, first of all, you did not buzz in, so you're automatically. Ah. And you didn't put it in the form. Yeah, dust till dawn. What is dust till dawn? What is dust till no, dawn? <laughs> still, still not dust till dawn. Uh-oh. No, come on. That's a this great, is a great question. question. This is a great. It's question. a gelatin. Not a yeah. Oh, no, I know no. what that is. That what? is Bing Bing. What is Fright Night? You are correct, Marty. Oh. That's Marty, man. Marty knows his freaking. I know my movies. I can't yeah. wait till I'm tired. Movies. And I just watch movies. movies all the time. Man. Oh my God. How, how do you? The Fright Night was a classic in the eighties. Did oh, you guys yeah. not watch Fright Night? I wasn't oh, born yet. Yeah. So long after that. <laughs> Get to your news. All, all right, right. So we've got a. Oh, wait, look at that, guys. Big news. It's been zero days since the last paranormal experience in Butte, Montana. They've alerted me. I just wanted to let you know that. All right, so we've got a female vampire in Poland. Skeleton, yep. So Polish researchers came across the remains of a woman with a sickle around her neck and a triangular padlock on her foot at a gravesite in the village of Payen. The farming tool, according to ancient beliefs, was supposed to prevent a deceased person thought to be a vampire from returning from the dead. The research team, led by Professor Polinski of the Nicholas Copernicus University in Turun, made the unique discovery in late August. In an interview with the Polish press agency PAP, that's P-A-P, Zagrad Zadzgagugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugug
This type of practice became common throughout Poland in the 17th century as a response to a reported vampire epidemic. Not a COVID pandemic, a vampire epidemic. Polanski explained... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's happened. Polanski explained that in addition to practices with a sickle, sometimes corpses were burned, smashed with stones, or had their heads and legs cut off. Experts are planning further research at the cemetery, aided by new technologies for surveying the area. In addition, researchers from the Institute of Archaeology at the University of Krakow will conduct DNA testing on the remains to learn more about the deceased woman. In an interview with CBS News, Polinsky said the find left him speechless. Such a discovery, especially here in Poland, is astonishing, especially now, centuries later. Pure astonishment. This is not the first such discovery in the country, however. Archaeologists led by Leslie Gregorica of the University of South Alabama, which is in Mobile, Alabama, for those of you that mm-hmm. are, are knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roll Tide. No, <laughs> no. I tried. Oh, yeah, I don't. Uh... Uh, they found six so-called <laughs> vampire skeletons at a cemetery in northwest Poland in 2014. Really? So this is happening pretty consistently in the last eight years. How come it, we're not going crazy. to Poland? Right, we're going to have to figure that out. Definitely, I would love to go to Poland and uh, do do an investigation out there. But you know, it's it's interesting how many of these skeletons we found that have had bricks shoved into their mouth. I love the fact that if it's a vampire and he wakes up, he can't just like pull the brick out. Right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be better to like remove remove all of his teeth? So if he does yeah. get up, he's just like the best gum thing to do is gum you gum you to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the brick and uh, the the sickles, they also. There's, there's an, how do I want to say this? There's this fallacy that when you see a grave that's covered with like wrought iron going across it, that that was to keep the dead from getting up. But we know that's not the truth. That was actually to keep grave diggers from getting access to the graves to steal the bodies that were interred there. So, um, but there's all these, yeah, there's all these interesting bits of history that come out with it, but it's so fascinating, right? That people really believed that you could come back from the dead feed on the life force of the living and you know all the different ways that they tried to stave that off like if if they believed you were a vampire one of the things they would do is remove your heart after burial they would burn it and then put the ashes into a drink and you would drink it to make sure that you were protected if that vampire yeah. got in the grave. coming up next week on the paranormal 60 news mm. yes, I had that's our new drink. from eggs to human hearts yeah, i had trouble with right. eggs i'm not thinking i'm going to be drinking a burnt uh, heart save you and hey, I it's, again. if it's cooked it's not me I'm, what it's cooked. No, wow. we had raw eggs in the guinness i know raw but eggs. the the heart yeah. will be cooked it'll be fine no it's yeah. ash it's so well cooked yeah. it's carbon Oh, yeah, that's yeah. like me barbecue. Right in. You can yeah. ask Lynn. Yeah, have like you ever been to Greg's house for barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> let me let me no, I haven't been invited. Thanks for throwing that out there. Oh, um, I do Sorry. have I do have an imitation of the sound of Eric drinking the juice with the crushed heart in it. <laughs> 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 no, that's just from my past knowledge of the egg uh, incident. I think I'd rather eat human ash than that egg, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. It's not bad. Yeah. Human it would probably be a little bit easier. All right, uh, the colonel is up with a follow-up tale of his own. Yeah, we're going from skeletal vampires. Right. What, what have you got here, Martin? Hey, unless you have recently read or watched Dracula, you may not be aware that the traditional methodology of vampire attacks involves several visits of the vampire to their victim over a period of many days and weeks. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, the victim is visited multiple times, and each time they get sicker 
and sicker until eventually they perish and become an undead creature themselves. So it's especially scary to think that you might have been stalked by a vampire, that your family might be numbered among its current victims. After some strange bite marks appeared on a woman's daughter's neck, she began to have some unexpected symptoms, such as light sensitivity and also sleeping all day. The marks looked like legendary vampire bites healed over. After her daughter moved to another home, though, the bites kept appearing more regularly. Whatever this creature was, it was also biting her son-in-law. Completely dismissing the idea of insects, this woman consulted a psychic who informed her that it was indeed a vampire stalking her family, invited apparently by her own daughter. Due to the woman's years years old ten, teenage obsession with the show True Blood. Listen, if anyone, everyone who has a teen, teenage vampire obsession was Re- wait a minute, talked, really? Teenage is the word that threw you, Marty. Yeah. All of that you get to teenage and you. Teenage vampire session, subsequently stalked by a real-life vampire. I doubt there would be many humans left in the world. That's all I'm saying. Did you know, according to the original folklore, that it wasn't really the blood that they drank? They would drink urine, seminal fluid. They would drink... um, it, It was ingesting different bodily fluids from you to give them life force. So it wasn't always just the blood. Yeah, Eric. Dun, 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 dun. There you real, go. Real I fast uh, rather go drink back. a uh, nice bourbon myself. Yeah, I don't blame you. What are you drinking, Marty? What are, what's your uh, drink du jour? Or... To the TX bourbon. Yep. Yeah, yep. you knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm um, actually I'm drinking 805, but I'm washing it down with a Jeez. TX bourbon. Wow. So. Marty, this might be a problem. <laughs> 12, in about 12, 45 minutes, I'm going to be feeling that. Ever since we got back from Michigan, he's been double fisting it. <laughs> well, because so many people got COVID in Michigan, he's doing his best to kill bacteria. Yeah. Is that yeah. true? A lot of people got COVID? Yeah. I guess uh, about half the crowd came away with COVID, including Winnie. Yeah. So she just wow. finally yesterday tested negative. So I've allowed her back in the house. Good for you, Dave. Well, it is getting to be winter up there. So yeah, it's that, getting colder. That, that rabbit hutch comes in handy, doesn't it? it I does. told you it was. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good good planning. All right. Uh, wow, Paranormal Detective, you and I, we're both growing in the, the gruff, are we? Are we going for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I thought it would. I like it. Know. I'm up here in Utah right now, you know, so oh. I'm just, uh, yeah. uh, trying to get some alcohol. I can't find any alcohol around this place. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, don't worry. Right. Marty, and, Marty and Eric will drink plenty for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Uh, Paranormal Detective, where is your yeah. tail taking us? So we're going to go off to the uh, United Kingdom because that's where paranormal investigators so freaked out by growling that uh, they. uh... A growling what, though? Yeah, it was a it was a growling hobgoblin that they actually became ordained. It's absolutely Mm. crazy. So Mm. a pair of ghost hunters told their most terrifying moment on the job when they heard something inhuman one Friday night in a churchyard. Yeah, they were actually in the churchyard hunting ghosts. The colleagues, Vic Harbord, and he's 76 years old, and Christine Townsend in her early 50s were in St. Lord's Church. I know. St. Lord's Church. Rock the cradle of love. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Uh, In the village near Hull, together with members of an East Yorkshire research group. Now, see, I said Yorkshire, not Yorkshire, you know? Very good. Yeah. 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 I've learned things traveling. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm 
Yeah. All right, so Vic said they had a spirit box with them, and it's likened to a, like an electronic Ouija board, while Christine also was carrying a dictaphone. He told Whole Live, we said that, uh, is there anyone here, and we don't mean to harm you, please come forward. And they were doing their normal ghost stuff. And Christine said, do you hear that growl? Yeah. Do you hear that growl? Christine gave more detail on that spooky night in question and said that she could immediately sense an eerie feeling when they entered the churchyard grounds. Right. She said, I seemed to pick up on things. And I turned to Vic and said, this tree is really giving me the creeps. Uh, There's something about it. Yeah, there's something about it. Uh, We stood next to the tree and started our investigation. So Christine heard a growling noise four times, but initially dismissed them. She said, well, uh, I'm thinking I can have heard a growl as Vic's talking away with the rest of the group. And then she was thinking, well, I've heard a growl and then I heard it again. Yeah, uh, it was distracting her. Uh, I heard Mm -hmm. it three times and four times. And then after the fourth, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I thought, well, this is ridiculous. Christine said Mm -hmm. she looked down at her feet and saw something translucent moving Mm -hmm. in the grass. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Eventually, Vic heard the growling too. But as he walked toward the tree, the the creepy sound stopped. And that kind of Mm -hmm. threw him off. Christine believes something came up from the ground and went back down again. She added that the other six people and her were only her and Vic uh, could see it. The other six people did not see it. Uh, Mm. And all they picked up was two loud bangs uh, and eight of them uh, uh, just heard the bangs. And so they said a prayer and then left the churchyard. Hmm. Christine began researching to try to find out, what it was that she witnessed and discovered that Atwick was once allegedly terrorized by shape-shifting hobgoblin. Yeah. She said, when you hear the growl, it's a negative energy. It's inhuman. It's obviously not very nice. Still, to this day, we're not 100% sure what we encountered. When you start thinking about all the folklore from the years ago, uh, you start to think, well... Maybe there is something to this folklore. Maybe there is some truth to it. Although Vic's been uh, fascinated by the spirit world, he acknowledged that the paranormal investigators, they were as paranormal investigators, they sometimes uh, are open to being ridiculed. Uh, still, he said that uh, that doesn't force our beliefs to, or they don't force their beliefs to anybody. We usually say, judge for yourself. We realize that with, uh, most people, if it doesn't happen to them, they're not going to believe, you know, and I, right. I find that to be true. They've got a book uh, called have- Paranormal Investigations from Around Yorkshire, Heaven oh, yeah. Only Knows by Vic Harbord and Christine Townsend or Townend, uh, Paranormal Investigators. So there is that book. So for those of you that like to read and, and hear about it, let me ask you guys, honestly, in this, you know, we talk about the paranormal here in the United States with a different, uh, way of of looking at it and a lot of the europeans seem to ascribe uh the paranormal to being things like hobgoblins trolls pixies fae little people uh and when they're referring to little people they don't mean uh, people with dwarfism or or uh, that kind but they they're talking about miniature people do you think i mean we, we easily want to dismiss it here and it might be because of the sanitization of it all through 
Disney and seeing creatures like Tinkerbell and, and all the little fairies. Uh, do you think that there is something more to that? Paranormal detective, uh, Greg Lawson, we'll start with you, but what's your take on that? I absolutely, uh, I, I absolutely agree that what you, <laughs> you absolutely, he wasn't even reading. Oh. How do you screw up a word when you're not reading it? Absolutely. I Why? Absolutely. Thanks, mush mouth. All right. <laughs> Have some water. Rinse that uh, dust out of your mouth. Ah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it what, what is going on on the side of your screen? Yeah, I'm glad. I thought I was the only one that saw oh. that, so I didn't say anything. Is there yeah. a glitch in the matrix? Yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. Up, there. Right there. Up, 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 nope. and way to the up top. Down. Oh yeah! Oh whoa! What's, what? Oh, yeah, you're using a of, fake background. Some sort of shadow? No. Oh, I'm in the, the hotel. That? You're not using like a fake. Something just hotel. came up. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. That was, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a glitch in the matrix. It's like you're using a fake background, kind of like this one. So when I move around, you can see that it distorts. Turn that light back on. That is insane. Please do it Did again. Please. It? Yep, there it is. Look, there it is. Oh, and it moved. It, and it's like a window. It's like you're looking out a window or something. Wow, what's over there? Do, do you see it, Greg? Only on your screen, right? What is it? And as he gets closer to it, wow. It just keeps going further back. That is bizarre. That is bizarre. What do you think? Uh, all right. So, see, another reason for those of you listening and not watching, you miss out on some of the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. That is bizarre. All right, anyway, let's go back to it, Greg. Fay, little people. Let's, let's go back to it. Yeah, what do you, what do you uh, make absolutely. Of that? Do you think there's something to that? Absolutely, absolutely I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's a word, yeah. Dave. Yeah, you listen to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what you said is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. The uh, I, I think it's the not, I'm not going to say the dumbing down, but the indoctrination of Americans. We had little people, you know, 200 years ago, they talked about those things, and those things have now what exactly what you said, they've What's a little person going to do to you other than, you know, I mean, like they're creepy little kids and they're creepy uh, little monsters that we create. But the normal uh, stuff from years and years ago, it's just not that not that scary when they're little. You go over there, hit them with a bat or something. Make them go away. Throw stuff at them. Hit them with a bat. Yeah. Remind me never to let him babysit my grandchildren. Uh, <laughs> hey, dude, so- they will come back so much better behaved. Or, or banged up one or the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's part of it, though. Yeah. All right, Eric, your thoughts on this. You've traveled the world with me to many different foreign sites, and we've heard these legends and lore. I've always kind of picked up on the fact that, to me, it felt like their stories of the supernatural were meant more as cautionary parables to keep kids from wandering into places that could be dangerous. And maybe animals wasn't enough to scare the kids, so creating trolls and goblins would be a better way to keep the kid from going to places or the water where there are water fairies that will drown you. That's That was always kind of my perception on it. But when we talk to them, you've seen the, the look in their eyes. Are they just that good at pulling the wool over Americans' eyes? Or do you think that they really believe that that there are many different types of spirit creatures that walk the, the world that are actually haunting us. Oh, I, I, I believe that they believe it for sure. If you mm-hmm. think about it, as old as these countries are, right. And these things have been passed down for generation, generation, generation. We've mm-hmm. only had a handful of generations here in the U S and I wonder if that's why, right. That they do have thousands of years of folklore to pull from where we have 225, 250 here. Right. And so, right. um, it's interesting because 
I'm not aware of any place in the U.S., for example, and, and you guys probably know better than I do, but where probably. you can. Wow. See, Craig, when I, when I give you kudos, out. yeah, when I give yeah. you kudos, you don't I'll need do. to say, wow. Um, there, I muted him. Go ahead. <laughs> that's a good idea. Take out his background. Um, <laughs> so, like, I forget where it was. I think it was Scotland where they took us where there were the fairy trees. Yes. Right? No, that I'm was not, Ireland. Was it Ireland? Uh, okay. The fairy bush, yeah. Fairy bush, yeah. I'm not aware of anything like that in the U.S. I mean, Dave, you've traveled a ton. Greg, you're in Utah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right? Other than the golden plates that are in Utah, I mean, is there any other uh, place like in that the, in the U.S.? And what's funny is our country is settled by all of these people from around the world. You'd think that it would be more prevalent here as those stories would be brought over. Um, but no, I mean, Iceland, Greenland, I think they have their own versions of stories because they have actually redirected highways and routes to avoid fairy hills and fairy mounds. That was in the news as of like 10 years ago. They had this big... Uh, road construction deal that they were doing and they stopped it and they had to figure out how they were going to reroute this road after having laid so much of it because they came upon a ferry circle or a ferry mound and into us it's like what yeah just pave over it right yeah, we'll yeah. pave over people yeah. living there and they're <laughs> right. worried about the right. cemeteries mounds. yeah do you ever see poltergeist come on yeah, yeah exactly what on. could go wrong um <laughs> right so it is it's strange to me that that is the the culture but they they're very sincere about it so it makes me wonder maybe we do have it wrong maybe these things are not ghosts maybe they are more eternal ethereal creatures that that predate man humanity i should say not man because there were many different uh breeds here but uh maybe it predates humanity and they've always been here we're the aliens we're the disruptors of of their uh, world i don't know Marty Vias, let's uh, let's talk to the Colonel. You you've got a different yeah. culture, right? Uh, you were yeah. born and raised in Puerto Rico, then moved into Venezuela, three years in Nicaragua. Yeah, oh, yeah, did not know California. That. You didn't know <laughs> that, Eric? I forgot no. to mention wow. that. To you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, kind of yeah. Along the lines of what Eric was saying, you know, this these these things have been going on for centuries and centuries, and you would think if there is an ounce of untrue or, 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 or kind of not a very solid base for it to continue on. It would have, you know, these, these stories would have gone away and, mm -hmm. and we would never have heard of them. But the fact that they keep going generation through generation through generation, you gotta, you gotta wonder if there's something definitely there that, uh, that continues to, have people talk about it and claim to see them and actually see, you know, various type of videos of them and things like that. So, yeah, I think there's something there. I, with that said, I'm going to try to pull up this photo I took. Um, oh gosh, I hope I can. Here it is. So have you guys heard of the book, The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross by John M. Allegro? I have not. Nope. nope. So what I read briefly on this is this guy was one of the people that helped to decipher some of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And he believes that the stories that were told throughout the Bible in these original scrolls were not necessarily about a god. It was about um, hallucinogenics and about the natural healing ability of these herbs and mushrooms. And that a lot of these things that were seen and experienced were through the mushroom. 
Uh, I want to. I'm trying to get a copy of this book. I guess it was pulled for many years and, and it's been put back out. It's called "The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross," and and I know there's going to be some people who are going to immediately think I'm bashing on Christianity. Again, let me remind you, I do prayer requests, I lead prayers on the TV shows and on the show. I'm not against Christianity. I'm against some of the church doctrine that bastardizes some of the way that the teachings are are brought out. I think we lose some of the real meaning of these stories that way. But the sacred mushroom in the cross is interesting because here you've got a guy who went into it looking for the truth of the Bible, looking for the truth of Christianity, and instead kind of puts it together with, with uh, he believes that this was symbolism for mushrooms, holy mushrooms that were, uh, that were being ingested. Any um, idea when this book was written? Hey, that's a great year. I like yeah, that year. 55 uh, years uh, ago today. Well, I'll tell you what, um, Chachi, you're up. You've got the next story. Oh. So while you're discussing this next tale of uh, supernatural wonder, I'm going to look up the, uh, the book and see if I can find that information. Excellent. All right. Next story. Someone asked AI, that's artificial intelligence, what mm -hmm, demons mm -hmm. look like, and it's pretty darn horrifying. The latest trend sweeping, I think, all of our favorite social media, TikTok, is to run code on an AI painting bot and ask it to draw various things based on the parameters you read it. Depending on its coding, the machine will create a digital painting predicated on a particular artist's style. Some folks are having a lot of fun with this, mashing up celebrities' faces or turning their favorite quotes or song titles into beautiful or bizarre digital paintings. Other people are leaning into the spooky side of this technology, asking the machines, what does hell look like? And to draw a picture of the ghost haunting that maybe is haunting their house or to make various predictions of the future. It's now, that's cool. Let me stop you real quick there, because that's interesting to me. I would love to find that AI source because we go to these places and we've got tablets. Wouldn't it be interesting? We've engaged spirits through spirit box technology, through apps that are running on our on our phones and on our tablets to communicate with us what if we gave them through this way a way to imprint themselves onto it um mm. I, I wish i had it here uh again when you're talking a little bit i'm gonna go get my mug i bought last week at the michigan paracon it's got a really cool image of a windigo on it and she, the woman had told me she used an ai software typed in the parameters of of kind of this belief of what a window go is and the ai is what created the image that's on my cup that's so freaky. and it's it's really mm. freaky but i i'd love to find this out so if anybody out there this is a call to action for any of our listeners across the world wow. if you Here know which which one of these uh apps we can get i would like to start taking them in wouldn't it be interesting to take them into a haunted location give the bare minimum of description that we are looking to communicate with the male spirit that resides here not tell it anything really more than that and allow the ai to create it and see what it's able to come up with can you imagine wow. and then it draws some sort of photo and you do your research and you find out that there's a picture from the 1800s of this person who died in this mm. house and yeah you can right. go down a serious rabbit hole there right <clears throat> um it's important to note that the artificial intelligence is not a super intelligence or a prophet. It does not have all the answers, just what in its coding represents, maybe uh, coagulating from the art it is fed. The creatures are massive, winged, horned beasts with long talons and melting cancerous growths all over their bodies. 
In the manner of a lot of AI art, their faces are misshapen, their features blurred, off kilter, or missing entirely. When it comes to faces, artificial intelligence artists haven't got quite the idea down yet. Or maybe, just as a pareidolia leads us to see faces where there aren't any, our human sensors also have a strong sense of the uncanny when faces just aren't quite right. Well, that's the weird thing, right? The demonologists and exorcists will tell you that when a demon tries to manifest as a human, usually there is something incorrect. Uh, instead of a regular arm, there might be a clawed hand or something, or the face is deformed. And it's interesting that without telling the AI, the faces are misshapen. It's no way to tell you what they truly look like in yeah. these in these styles. So, well, here we go. I've Here's an interesting, all right. So I've got the AI. Thank you. We've got one of the listeners sent me the link here. So it's going through my mic. All right. I would like to have the spirit of this house communicate with us and use this application that I have in front of me. If you could please impress upon it the image of this creature <laughs> that seems to be in my home, please, please oh. make your presence known. Oh, I knew it. Ah. I knew it. Oh, she man. is a witch. Uh, you have got to be so disturbed. By location, oh, she could be in God. my home. You saw it. I called out for the AI and fire it that the sage image. up. Yeah, uh, well, I don't think she's smoking sage, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, look at no, that. It Greg, works. He, Greg cannot hold in for the setups ever, ever. He is a I, premature. I'm sorry, setupper. Yeah, I know where this is going. I'm a detective. <laughs> I figured you out, Dave Schrader. You <laughs> All right, I kid, folks. I kid. Oh, I'm sure I kid. Though, if I was going, it would be by Stevie Nicks because of my <laughs> abusive hatred of, of Fleetwood Mac. All right. Uh, we've got another strange story. Absolutely in... no reason. No, well, it is. I don't like their music. That's the reason I just, <laughs> wow. wow. Um, let's do this reason. guys. If you don't yeah. mind, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, we've got a quick sneak peek of this coming Sunday's brand new episode of ghosts of devil's perch. Oh yeah. Uh, the episode is called shadow of a doubt. And this is a quick sneak peek. I know where you're going with this. Are you here with us? Yes. I said yes. Are you the one who visited Barb? Oh, did you hear that? Is there anything we can do to help you be at peace? Heaven? We can help you cross over, but we need to know, are you the dark figure from the basement? Who is the dark figure? How many of you thought I was going to pop up the picture of Stevie Nicks after that last question? <laughs> Just Greg. Just yeah. Greg. Greg. What were you? No, he what, didn't. No, he didn't. What what's that device were you using? It's something called the Ink Box, and it's created by KD. Um, and he does sell them, so you can reach out to him. Uh, and and I think there's links on a couple of the episodes we've done, um, so that you can find him and how to order it. But he's Supernatural Ink, I N K. 
Uh, so I think his website might be like Original Supernatural Inc. I N K, and you could find him there, or just look up Supernatural I N K and K D Stafford, and you'll be able to find his website. But he does sell a lot of the cool tools that you see him use on the program. I want to remind everybody this Tuesday, we do have the Paranormal 60 Presents this season on Ghosts of Devil's Perch, Shadow of a Doubt. For uh, episode four recap, Cindy Kaza, my special guest, we're going to talk about the episode, go a little deeper. And this is so cool. You know, our show is different than most of the other paranormal shows I've been a part of or that are on right now. Usually you do an investigation, you take all the evidence back, you scrub through it, and then you present the the evidence. We just kind of go in the minute, in the moment and, and capture things during one of the more I guess, powerful moments of this upcoming episode. Not one, but two pieces of evidence we missed because it is so fast. And I've got it. I'm going to show you. When we slow it down, you're going to see something really cool. Very cool. So I want you to tune in. Make sure you check that out this Tuesday. And it's going to be a surprise to Cindy. She hasn't seen it, and I haven't told her we uncovered it. So it will be in the episode. And let's see how many of you can pick it out. Um we do have to do a couple of uh, a couple of ads here, so I want to make sure that we get uh, get that time. Let's do it right now. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, and the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash p60 there's a link for it on today's program guide hey during the break i did look up the book it is the sacred mushroom and the cross and uh this was an anniversary edition that was released in 2009 but it's not telling me what the original date was i do see another book from the early 90s that's very similar to this written by the same author and that book was titled uh the dead sea scrolls and the christian myth so those books are out and available, and I'll, I'll put them in, into the uh, bookstore. Uh, so if you go to paranormal60.com and then click on the shop, go into our Amazon bookstore, into the paranormal section, you'll find these books there to take a look at for yourself. And, and you know, whether it's the truth or not, it's interesting to educate. 
and see what's going on. And they are doing so much now, so much research and work with psilocybin and mushrooms and finding these micro doses are helping people with depression, anxiety, a myriad of health issues. So it'll be interesting to see how this might tie in with, uh, with what we're able to uh, uncover regarding was there mention of this? Is this what they were really discussing? Is this what God is? Is this oneness? Because when I took my trip on, on psilocybin and uh, ayahuasca, the message that kept coming back to me is that we are all part of one thing. So it's, it's really fascinating. I mean, you definitely get the sense that there's a Godhead figure and uh, it's, I have an episode. If you haven't seen it, you can go back here on our YouTube channel, scroll down and, and you'll find it. It's from about two years ago. And uh, I think it's like facing death and serpents or something like that. But I talk about my journey on ayahuasca and psilocybin and how it affected me and the things I saw, including some religious moments I had, but it's pretty, pretty powerful. It was a crazy experience. Um, so Is just throwing that out there. You can do ayahuasca in the U S or do you have to leave the country to do it? I don't know, Eric. <laughs> I mean, I know probably in yes. some sort of, you know, lockers at, at uh, you know, prisons maybe, or, jails no. have some stuff locked up uh you can you can rent out chuck e cheese now to do it no kidding yeah. yes I this, country, this country's <laughs> come a long way <laughs> when i went to chuck e cheese it was called showbiz pizza i that's wow. when i worked there i was there working at showbiz and then when it flipped over to chuck e cheese uh showbiz pizza i was the only tall tall guy so i got to wear the stupid rat costume yay um, yeah yeah, yeah. There you wow go. So, that's Sorry, Greg. I didn't know you were about to jump in again. I had already again. triggered the book well, again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Uh, Colonel, you've got a story to share. What, yes, sir. Whoa. 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 What's like going on here? here? Whoa. That's good. I like Whoa. it. This yeah, is good. What yeah. the heck is going He's on? You're doing ayahuasca. We're just seeing I'm a little ayahuasca. Seeing. Yeah. Stand by one. There no. we go. <laughs> I think I, it looked better. You looked creepier with that underlighting like that. I, yeah, it leave it like that. Know? Put it down yeah. in your lap. Let it shine yeah. out. <laughs> really? There we go. All right. Well, we've got hey, a, a ghost possession story. Yeah. Yeah. A village in India is a stirring after a very strange incident where a woman purportedly was possessed by the ghost of a dead girl who then recounted her own murder. According to a local media report, the unsettling case occurred in the community of Barangia last month when an unnamed college student was suddenly overtaken by what was alleged to be the spirit of a youngster who had perished in the town in July. The seemingly possessed woman recalled the horrific circumstances of the youngster's death by fire and asserted that she had returned to the realm of the living to speak to her parents. Amazingly, the eerie incident is said to have lasted a staggering 90 minutes, and the woman became sick shortly thereafter. A rather unnerving video of the possible possession was posted to social media in India, where it quickly went viral. I don't know if you're able to get that. I sent that over to you, Dave. I don't know if you, you got it or not. No, we didn't. Uh, no. Okay. In the footage, the woman can be heard wailing and screaming while revisiting the final moments of the murdered girl's life. Although skeptics will undoubtedly say that the case was some kind of mental health episode or perhaps a very tasteless hoax, many residents of the village believe that it was a genuinely terrifying visit from the other side. 
Very well, creepy. You know, we, we cut you off, here? Colonel, and I know I don't think I ever got back to you on it. So I, I do want to jump back when I was asking about cultures and different belief <laughs> systems. Obviously, uh, that's a good look. No, I like that look. Leave it. Yeah, it's it perfect. Looks, oh, yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Uh, so answer me this. In in your world and with the family that you've had, did you guys have any interesting belief systems in any uh, different types of spirits and, and realms? Yeah, you know, they Rico? have... The whole, yeah, I'm Puerto Rico. Actually, I'm not from that part of the world, but uh, you got the, uh, you know, the Kukui is something that they talk about quite a bit. As a child, you're, you're, you're threatened with that. You know, La Llorona. What, what is, what is the, the Kukui? Kukui is, is something very similar to like a, uh, uh, like a little troll type of thing, apparently. Okay. That will come oh, yeah. after you if you don't go to bed and stay in bed and shut the hell up. And uh, that's that's the Kukui. Uh, and, you know, La Llorona, that's, everyone kind of already knows that. La Llorona. Exactly. And so, you know, and, and yeah, I think every culture has something. And you hit it kind of on the nail originally, Dave, is that, you know, is it, are, are they made up to keep kids from, you know, getting out of bed at night, you know, or, or, or being, uh, you know, a little less bratty, you know, um, I'm sure that was done, uh, in my case, but, um, yeah. All right. But it wasn't, so the spirituality and that, that kind of stuff wasn't big in, in your life growing up. No, I mean, it's, it's again, uh, I think, uh, the generation that I, I came up in, uh, we were already kind of like foo-fooing a lot of that stuff off. Uh, uh, we're going to like, you know, we're sneaking into the exorcist and kind of figuring out, you know, how, mm-hmm. you know, how they did what they did, you know, with the sure. pea soup and stuff. So I think we're kind of the generation that we're trying to, you know, debunk it more than, than believe it. You bell-bottom Dave, you know, trouser the, bastards. The, I know. Wow. The culture that I grew up in, Dave, we were mm-hmm. very concerned about, uh, the pig going eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and the tiger was trying to catch me by the toe. Wow. Very, very concerned about those types of yeah, things. Yeah, that's yeah. scary in itself. Yeah. yeah. Did you know, I always thought when the little pig went to market, that meant he went to go buy some groceries. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, he I was, was He was baking. This, I was yeah. 54 years old when I found that out. I will have oh. you know, 54. I'm not a bright man. I'm, I'm just that's saying. All right. Harsh. That's yeah. why you Colonel, got Greg on here. Yeah, I know. Somebody's got to even this this nonsense out. Uh, all right, Colonel, where are we going with our next story, speaking of different cultures and beliefs? Well, it yeah. wouldn't be the Colonel. It wouldn't be the Colonel. Uh, uh, Tilda Swinton spoke on Tuesday oh, about wait. the... Uh, Sorry. No. Am I, am I... No. You're jumping ahead. Don't you have the other story? Ghost of a dead girl possesses Indian woman? No. Uh, no, I don't, sir. I all right, well, let me read that. Good thing I have a copy of it. Or Did one of you get that? No, sir. No? All right. A village in India is stirring after a very strange incident wherein a woman purportedly got possessed by the ghost of a dead girl. Oh, wait, we've already got that one. Sorry. Um, this is a this is a Greg story. My apologies. I, uh, I Yes, wrong. it is. When I asked, it would have helped if you'd have stepped step up. And hey, step I, up, I, I, up. I just I didn't He's in Utah, Dave. I forgot. What do you want me to do? Well, huh. read the story. You've got a tale to tell. Right, let's, get let, to let's go. Uh, tragic right. little girl's soul trapped mm-hmm. in a haunted doll whose hair yeah whose whose hair mm-hmm. continues to grow how bizarre is that mm-hmm. never sure. stops growing this strange supernatural story goes all the way back to the 1918 yeah uh well, 
people Back looking the for the <laughs> Back to the 1980s. It helps to just read the story. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mystic phenomenon needs uh, to look further. No, it looks no further than a Japanese doll <laughs> trap. Christ, let me read the story. <laughs> Can we take a break? I need more alcohol. Oh, oh my God. God. Greg's not even drinking it. Isn't missing often people's story. <laughs> hold Japan. on. Hold on. He even called JC out on that one. That was great. Wow. That was cool. Oh, big hands. Back him up. Back him up. I'm, big hands. I'm trying to. Hold on. Hold on. You want to, let me help you All with right, this. Now so, that I have the right story. All right. Let me okay, read the this. dang thing. Take two. All right. Uh, the paranormal detective is up. Greg, uh, hey. what's our story? What do you have? Uh, look, no, yeah, we are, we're going to talk about a tragic story about a Japanese girl that is trapped in a doll and that doll's hair never stops growing. You need to look no further than mm-hmm. a Japanese doll with the trapped soul of a little girl. Okiku is a Japanese doll shrouded in myth and legend with some believing that it even contains mystical properties. The ghost legend of Okiku can be traced back to 1918 according to Old City Ghosts. Per the legend, a Japanese 17-year-old named Ikichi Suzuki bought the doll as a present for his little sister. uh, Just two... Oh, my God. He he bought it. And so uh, the present went over great with Suzuki's little sister who quickly fell in love and became inseparable from it. Yep. Mm. The doll was named Okiku after Suzuki's Mm. sister herself, and uh, she began treating it as if it was the sister of her own that she always wanted. Yeah, (laughs) she was feeding it and sleeping with it until a tragedy struck, and uh, the real-life Okiku was struck down and died after a bout of malaria little girl is said to have had died gasping for air in pain and afraid and while all the special uh doll was held firmly in her hand she loved this doll more than anything yeah mm-hmm. despite akiku's affection for her beloved doll she was not buried alongside it and it was instead placed i don't know uh on a small family shrine and I think that's what caused the real problem. According to the legend, very little uh, appeared to be out of the ordinary after the tragedy. Until the hair on after the, the what? Were, after the tragedy. The tra- the tragedy? What is a tragedy? A- Wasn't that a, B- uh, a BG song? Tragedy! I'm trying. The only thing I can think is Greg must be at altitude right now. The air has got to be so thin up there. Are you I'm at 8,200 feet. I'm at 8,200 yeah. feet or something like that. Yeah, buddy. Wow. How many fingers am I, I holding be. up? Just tell me. Seven. Focus. I need you to seven. seven. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah. Glenn, uh, Marty. The the hair on the doll reportedly began to grow. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a picture right there. Yeah. Creepy yeah. flickering lights then began to cause unease and creaking in the family home, while strange noises and banging is said to have occurred close to Akiku's birthday every year. Shortly after the weird supernatural events are said to have started, the local spiritual experts came to the conclusion that Okiku's soul was trapped within the doll itself. Wow. Is it just me, or does poor Greg get 
stories where they have the commas in the wrong place. Oh my God, it's horrible! I'm telling you, I, I sit there and look at him. I'm like, he I need to sentence. I need to like, rewrite it. And then yeah, Dave is like, No, I got it. pictures. You can't change the story. Well, I the fact pictures. is, Greg, you did the research and you wrote the yeah. story. So uh, let's well, just let I'm me see. I'm, I'm no, I, it's not that you're stupid. Let's just check because I want to see if you know. These stories come out. Maybe you're just dealing with it. Tragic little girl's soul trapped in a haunted doll whose hair never stops growing. A creepy Japanese legend claims that the soul of a little girl is forever trapped inside Okiku, the doll, and that her hair never stops growing. Dave, the strange supernatural story goes all the way back to 1918. I just see all the I see all the commas. They look like they're in the right place. Beaten me to death. It's eighty-two hundred feet here. It's a, a thousand degrees, and I haven't drank any water all day. And well, then that's, a Kiku. That's not true. We just watched you drink out of the bottle of water two minutes ago. You idiot! Wow! Oh, wow! <laughs> oh wow. my God! Let's it's give Utah uh, water. Yeah, it's Utah. It's very high elevation water. Not a rider, <laughs> not a high elevation breeder. water. You know, I think you're onto something there. I bet you could bottle that and sell that at six dollars a bottle. Water. Let's High do it. Somebody's doing it. All right, Eric. Uh, save us. We All need, right, to, well, need some help. Why don't so you give me something is, that's like Jane was trapped in the doll? So this story uh-huh, has uh-huh. no difficult words. Okay, we'll see about that. <laughs> However, I am the one reading it. Yes. All right. Okay. Here we Let's, go. Yeah. Here we go. Story of a rainbow lorikeet. Oh, look at that beautiful thing right there. Mm. Beautiful. Sent from heaven by a woman's late grandmother gives us all goosebumps in the right places. Sure does. Yeah. The power. I knew it. The power Mm -hmm. of an animal's love is undeniable. It has the ability Mm. to comfort and sustain you even when times are tough. Just like a video on TikTok shows. The footage, comma, shared by creator Chanel shows how a rainbow (laughs) lorikeet. Laura Keat changed her grandfather's life. And when you hear the story, comma, mm-hmm. you'll understand why their relationship is so special. <laughs> God. Uh, the, t- the tale seems almost like the story out of a book, but it's totally real. Hmm. On Valentine's Day, me and my boyfriend were taking a walk. A rainbow lorikeet randomly flew onto my head. Chanel explained in the video's text overlay. They tried and failed to find the bird's owner. So instead, she decided to give the bird to her grandfather, who loves birds and recently lost his wife. He had told me my grandmother's favorite bird was the rainbow lorikeet, she explained. The two are now inseparable. My grandmother sent this bird to me on Valentine's Day for my grandfather, Chanel wrote. He keeps him great company, she added. We're trying. Oh, see, that's not the word. We're crying. (laughs) Trying to cry. I love those. I love the words that do trip you up, though. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crying. We're crying after seeing these photos of Chanel's grandfather and his new pal. People in the comments section were touched. I refuse to believe this isn't her after reincarnation. She came back, one viewer wrote. Gorgeous. The bird was a sign that's for sure that she's doing okay. Another one wrote, mm-hmm. I feel like your Nana came back as her favorite bird to be with your grandfather. Yet another chimed in. As if this story couldn't get any more special. There's more? Comma. Wow. The TikToker <laughs> later shared a second video of her grandfather and the bird, comma, 
now called Valentine, on her page. Oh, that's beautiful. It's that always good when I get the the good news, the the good feeling good news. story. Yeah, because when you yeah. hear me read it, you can kind of associate like, hey, he's that kind of person. Yeah. But then when you hear like Greg read it, right? And, and as I was doing it, and I was looking for the commas up ahead, you know when you're reading, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I, so like the first the, the first sentence is the power of an animal's love is undeniable. It's pretty pretty cut and dry. But then I thought, how would Greg read this? <laughs> the power. Of an animals, love is undeniable. You know what though? You know what though? Commas are for quitters. You need to just take yeah. all your hey, out. Hey. Yeah, thanks, just, Marty. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. You know what? It's Greg likes to juice every word. He likes to let it marinate so that even in a point that you wouldn't normally feel that there's supposed to be a break. It makes you think back to what was said, kind of. Kind of Mostly Captain in, what the hell Kirkish. did he just say? <laughs> yeah, Captain Kirkish. I like it. Oh. Yeah, the Kirk, I think that's it. Greg Lawson, the Captain Kirk of the Paranormal Six. There you <laughs> go. He's no there longer you... the Paranormal Detective. That's right. He's the Paranormal oh. Captain. That's, that's right. right. I love it. Holy cow. Wow. All right. Uh, beautiful little love story. That's a sweet love story. Next Still time, let's end stories. on that. Yeah, well, we've got no. Yeah. We've got two more amazing little tales to tell, uh, Martin. But you're going to end with Greg. But maybe well, we you are could read that story again at the very end, Eric. Maybe we might have to. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's hear it, uh, Colonel. Where are we going next? Hey, Tilda Swinton spoke on Tuesday about the therapeutic importance of believing in ghosts as she presented a haunting semi-autobiographical new film about a woman dealing with the death of her mother. Swinton's latest collaboration with British director Joanna Hogg is The Eternal Daughter, competing at the Venice Film Festival, which draws heavily on both women's experience of losing their mothers in recent years. Set in a spooky country mansion, it is a deeply emotional film with a ghostly haunted atmosphere. I certainly believe that we need to project ourselves into the idea of ghosts. There's something very important and therapeutic about that relationship, Swinton told AFP. One of the main motors of grief is the feeling that you have to give up that relationship and that you come to realize, if you're fortunate, that you can keep the relationship going, she added. They may not be present, but you can keep the conversation going. Hogg has become a favorite of the festival circuit following her two-part film, The Souvenir, based on her younger years with a drug addicted boyfriend and her attempts to turn the trauma into art there's nothing worse than a doug addicted doug addicted <laughs> yeah. well, your boyfriend's addicted oh. to doug you know he, you got problems he's yeah. out there Larry, with do a you shovel. have another doug yeah <laughs> yeah he's out there with a shovel in the backyard all the time just digging wow. marty digging. took it dark yeah. real quick yeah wow. i was Girl. going d-o-u-g not d-u-g yeah oh wow but she told afp that the new film was even more personal it's a bit terrifying, to be honest, she said, of the imminent premiere of the film. All my films are personal, but I feel more exposed at this one than I have the other ones. Swinton, who lost her mother in 2012, said the film was a joint autobiograph- autobiography. Autobiography. God darn it. Autobiography. 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 
autobiography <laughs> in a way. Is it a Goober National book? Yeah, oh! it is. It is. Oh, you brought that one back. Hey, Marty, yeah. don't, it's fine. Autobiography. It's a word. Greg tells you it's fine. It's not Just fine. Push, push through. Autobiography in a way. We were very brave. There were no holds bar, added Hog. There were there was nowhere we weren't going to go in looking at the minutiae of this relationship between mother and daughter. Hog did she <laughs> Wait, you too... get minutia right? You get minutia right and mess up. All I would have never guessed that. The tongue became tied, Dave. <laughs> Hog said she too believes in ghosts, or at mm-hmm. least she wants to. I think we project mm-hmm. a lot of human beings, and sometimes these projections are confused. Is it coming from me? or someone else. But I can believe that people hang around after they die. Some are ready to go more easily than others. I feel that I've sensed things, seen things, heard things, and I don't think they were just coming for me. Good autobiographical story. story. Marty, Marty, what were you you holding that on? I was holding it on a black folder. Look at that. It's very official. Like a journalist. Yeah. Like a bed pad. That, yeah. Yeah. And at no point did we see his giant meaty fingers reach to the screen. <laughs> fumble, <laughs> his little sausages. Uh... <laughs> I love, I do get the emails and they're like, I love your newscast. I love how much fun you guys have together. But does poor Greg oh, need therapy after these really? episodes are over? <laughs> really? This is fun? This is what you call fun? Uh, I, it is for us. You should try uh, sometimes. I would some... love to do it eight days a week. Hey, speaking of there having fun, go. spooks and spirits, you can take advantage of Butte America's greatest ghost town in the world tours. There's a haunted walking tour, and uh, you can call them at 406-490-664. I did it again. Zero ah. six four six. That's 406-490-0646. Or check out their haunted trolley tour available by appointment. At the like Butte Chamber of Commerce, 406-723-3177, 406-723-3177. And when you do it, then you get to take those tours. Tell our good friend Chris Fisk that Dave Schrader sent you. All I'm right. I'm sure any of us have ever yeah. messed up a number before, Dave. Zix. Zix. I've done it Zix. twice now. Yeah, Zix. Yeah. I, I guess I did say it the German version, right? Zix. Exactly. That's what you meant, actually. So oh. kind of show. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks for covering for me, Marty. Nine. I'll you back next time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of nine, this is story number nine, and it wow. is Greg's uh, number nine. All right, here we go. Number nine. nine. I'm number wishing nine. him luck. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, some like it haunt. Ha! Ooh, hey, oh, see what I did? Some like it haunt. That. Some like it haunt. The blonde team since Marilyn Monroe's ghost on set. The upcoming Netflix release of Blonde might not be fully sanctioned by Marilyn Monroe's estate, but the already controversial film was apparently approved by the higher power, the ghost of the classic Hollywood icon herself. As reported by Deadline, the star and let's see, Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. I don't know who she is. Uh, I think she was in the last James Bond movie. She played the CIA agent, the hot CIA agent that helped James Bond. Yeah, she's just like the every actress in every movie since the last two years. But Ah, yeah, yeah. Anna de Armas. A lot of movies in Utah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spoke about the feeling of the actor's presence while playing her during a press conference at the Venice Film Festival. 
I truly believe that uh, that she was very close to us. She was with us, the Armist says. And she said it at the film festival. She was all I thought about. She was all I dreamed about. She was all I could talk about. She was with me. It was beautiful. I think she was happy, she said. Being in the same places at uh, uh, that she was when filming in her house, it was a very strong sensation that there was something in the air. And I think she was approving of what we were doing. Blonde is not a straightforward biopic uh, of Monroe, but instead an adaptation of Joyce Carol's Otis novel. <laughs> Otis, <laughs> biopic? Uh, Was that biopic? I got biopic. Yeah, uh, it's biopic. Uh, what is that? Biopic. Yeah, it's a, it's a biography. Biographical picture. picture. Hold, yeah. hold, yeah, hold on, biopic. just a second, Kim. Just. Bring, yeah, bring me the bottle. Yeah, just the bottle. <laughs> just and a straw. <laughs> but she's like, "Is it the show over?" Yeah, but Greg's reading. Yeah. Oh God, biopic. <laughs> Which is a dramatization of the gentleman prefer blondes star's life, and it takes significant liberties with her story. Fans who have read the book and connected with its content with the movies NC-17 rating are already concerned about the more sensationalized aspects it presumably contains, presumably contains. We were kind of chasing her ghost around, uh, director Andrew Dominic describes. Her dust is everywhere in Los Angeles. Blonde mm -hmm. aims to tackle the duality of Marilyn Monroe, the movie star, and the woman born Norma Jean Mortenson, along with Recreation. Was that a hyphenated <laughs> last name? Mortenson. Uh, along Morten with son. Jeez, recreations of some of her top film scenes. It includes depictions of the actress' relationship with Arthur Miller. Uh, some other guy I can't pronounce. Joe, Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. yeah uh, he's playing Joe DiMaggio, yeah. Brody and uh, Julian Nicholson, who plays the star's mother, were also on scene at Venice. Blonde arrives on Netflix September 28th. She looks good. She looks like Marilyn, I she think. She's really, really, does, really yeah. That picture, the previous picture, she does just, mm -hmm. looks just like her. She kind of yeah. looks like Gwen Stefani in this picture. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Marilyn. She's a little bit more of a square jawline than Marilyn. Yeah. That's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Amazing when you're biopic, stuff. that's going to happen. It makes me wonder. I'd love to talk to people like Rami Malek uh, that played Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. I'd love to talk to um, Jamie Foxx. Although Ray Charles was still alive when he did that movie. And then, like, as soon as it came out, Ray Charles died. Um, you know, there's a lot of those Who's the guy that just played Elvis? That, uh, oh, oh, my the, God, it's the guy, good. That was I Elvis. I just watched yeah. that last night at your recommendation. Yeah. That Elvis good. played Elvis. Yeah, yeah, that guy was amazing. And Tom Hanks was amazing too, for that matter. Yes, yeah. But uh, I often wonder, do they ever? Like she said, she could sense Marilyn there. And I don't know if that's just yeah. lip service uh, to try to make, you know, Sell people feel like, oh, we've got her, yeah. you know, we've got her okay on this. Or if she really does. Because I would think when you're stirring up those kind of memories and thoughts, you're channeling that. We use trigger objects at a haunting. And you're filming at a lot of the places Marilyn was. 
would it trigger some of that? And I wonder if any of those people ever did feel like Rami Malik, his Freddy Krueger, or Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, he did Freddy Krueger very well. I agree. Oh. Who wants to live forever? Welcome down, street bitches. Uh, yeah, that was a totally different version of the movie. Um, his Freddy Mercury oh, Dave, is Dave. so eerie. Although, I'll I'm tell you what. You know who's eerie is the guys that played um, uh, God, Brian May that, that thing. and Roger, uh, the drummer. They are so spot on Daltry? that. No, that's <laughs> Taylor, Taylor. No, I Ro- think, yeah. He goes yeah, by yeah. Roger, the drummer, actually. Yeah, yeah Roger, Roger, the drummer. The drummer. He, uh, they actually said that there were times they were watching the rushes and they forgot they weren't that they were watching a movie. They thought that this was a piece of archival footage at times. The two actors played them so good. But I I would love to talk to some of these people and just see how they feel about that. Do they feel like they did tap into that ethereal energy of the of the people i mean well, some of at the end of so at good. the end of the the queen movie if i remember correctly don't they do a split screen side by side showing freddie mercury on stage at live eight and then live the, the actor and you're like which yeah. one is which right that was amazing. Well, another guy that was amazing is uh jim morrison the doors uh, oliver stone's the doors played val by kilmer. uh val, val kilmer. kilmer wow that guy that that to me is still his apex movie. He embodied and imbued every aspect of Jim Morrison. It was unbelievable. So if you haven't seen Oliver Stone's The Doors, even if you're not a Doors fan, watch it and then go watch interviews and footage of Jim Morrison and you will be blown away by how every little tick and movement was, he looks like he's legitimately channeling Jim Morrison throughout that movie. I wonder who's going to play Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I wonder if she's going to channel her. I think I have an idea. Let's see. Because there's only one person that's able to pull it off. And it's... <laughs> hey, uh, that was. <laughs> there you were. That's the only guy I would trust to play the role. Uh, he's yeah. got the shirt. He's got the shirt. Hey, yeah. uh, Greg, tell me some lies. Tell me some sweet little lies, won't you, as we head on out of the show tonight? I will. I love you guys. Uh, Amazing show. They're lies, Dave. (laughs) I got it. All right, folks, that's it for this Uh, week. We will be back again next week with more of the best in supernatural and paranormal news from around the world. Live long and prosper till then, my friends. And uh, yes, Greg. Oh, you're, you're out. Go ahead. Tell people where you are so people can come see you this weekend in Utah. Oh yeah. I am in Utah. I'm at uh, uh, Phenomicon in uh, vernal utah and uh everybody who is anybody in uh the bigfoot community is here we have uh, a lot of a lot of different stuff going on it's going to be very busy all the way to sunday so tell them who else is going to be there you got russell acord you've got how many other great people showing up yeah i don't know any of those guys this is kind of the greg show from what i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the greg show it's gonna be greg and greg well, yeah. with that in mind, what folks, else do you need? For tuning in. And remember, this Sunday, there is an all-new, brand-new episode of the best in paranormal programming. Make sure to turn on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus for Ghosts of Devil's Perch on those uh, two examples, Discovery Plus and Travel Channel, wow. and watch them this weekend. Remember, please watch them within the first 24 to 48 hours to make them count. And we'll that show next week. Yes. That show trends on Twitter every time it's on. How yeah, awesome is that? Cool. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Congrats, Dave. That's awesome. Thank you.
Thank you. I love how everybody's like, that guy is channeling Dave Schrader so well, it's almost like he's mm, on the show. I thought he was channeling Rick from Pawn Stars, which is it? Oh, you son of a... Dumbest news of the day. I had to throw a little uh, scully at you for that. Thanks a You're lot for, uh, yeah, for beating me up on that. Have a good one, folks. We'll see you next week. Paranormal 60 News is a words is hard production in cooperation with Crocodile Arms.